Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I have an important announcement to make on this episode. Please, go ahead. I'm, I'm changing the name of the Glorio blog to just the letter G. Okay, the most and powerful we, letter, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. It's, G-Stone. It's, it's something I've always been fascinated with, the letter G. Yeah. Uh, it's the letter in my last name, but that's a secret, I guess, so that I don't reveal publicly. Uh, the uh, Yeah, we're going to make all the colors red, you know. Um, no, no, it's got to be green. If it's green? the little, it's, yeah, get no. a get a raise the G stone, oh, everything, oh, no. baby. I, I think it's got to be red for you know the rising sun of Japan, but um, <laughs> yeah, with Japan settled with the G. You know, well, we're we're an anime uh-huh. blog, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, what I have an announcement to make too. This bit has gone on long enough. <laughs> maybe maybe we should should have a verified uh, thing where your comments show at the top. I don't know, man. I don't know. I didn't really workshop this joke beforehand. Green check mark. Uh, anyway. We're anyway, here moving away about... from our, our current techno nightmare dystopia. Yeah. We're, we're we're here to talk about some anime. We are already Knee-deep deep in summer. Deep into the summer 2023 season. Yep. We've passed all our, in. Mm-hmm. We've passed all our three episode tests. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, I would not necessarily use "past" as the word. Here. I mean, with the, the amount of time has physically <laughs> approximately, passed. Approximately yes. three weeks have occurred. Since let's yes. let's, let's say "past" rather than "passed." Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. And I think we have a good idea of what we're dealing with here. There's a couple shows I think I'm still watching, but I don't know. It's getting uh. Get a little dicey High here. High and dry. But it is the summer. We, we we do have, I think, a lot of things to talk about this episode. So yeah, let's get into it. To introduce everyone, I'm Jell. I'm joined by Aru. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Uh, you're not dead. Um, I don't know how uh, our comrade G is doing at the moment, who was not able to make it on this episode, but we'll see if he's, he's still alive. He's dead. I'm um, uh, Ganbar AG, yes, we'll see if he's still alive uh, next time. But uh, we're a three-man at this week with uh, with Zig. Hey, ho, it's me, the default option. Hiya. <laughs> the Ryu of the glory chat. The Ryu Indeed. of the glory chat. I, I prefer to think of myself more as a Luke these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, is you he, know. Is he's he both, baby. Unbearable douchebag. I am grinding my way through world tour mode. I'm towards the end where the AI starts cheating and jumping with perfect frame timing to avoid my command grabs every time. Yep. Ah, uh, they're going SNK boss on you. <sighs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Street Fighter series has always had SNK bosses. Like, the final boss of Street Fighter None more, not more <laughs> so than Capcom versus SNK. <laughs> I mean, like, the final boss of Street Fighter 3 can literally bring himself back to life. That's, that's how right. Fuck gets. that guy. Is yeah. that Urien? Yeah. Gil. Gil. They look the same. Yes, no, that's the point. Okay, um, yeah. Well. I get, I get them mixed up. Good good news, guys, because uh, the new uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising is going to be mm-hmm. adding, quote-unquote, Com- modern controls. <laughs> that completely uncontroversial edition. Um, <laughs> modern controls. Yes, we um, we can't get into this. We can't. We can't. Yeah, we can't. But yes. Anyway, 
Um, let, let's let's talk about. <laughs> well, I was going to say let's talk about anime, but we're actually let's talk start... about people punching and kicking each other. Uh-huh. We're going to start uh, since I have you both here, and I think th- this came out mm. since last episode. You guys saw this? Yes. I think? So it came out digitally uh, yeah. in in July. I did see it in theaters at the end of May when I had okay. the one night join, and it came out now. in April in Japan. I think. Or was it? It was late March or early April in Japan. Okay. I oh, so yeah, we're, in theaters. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, Shin Kamen Rider, the yes. Hideki Anno's Shin Kamen, yes. the fourth Rider. in the Shin series. Is it the fourth? There's Shin Evangelion, right. Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, oh. and Shin Kamen Rider. You know, right. part of the Shin Japan Heroes uh, uh-huh. yeah. franchise? Yeah. Wavering Hand. Ones. Okay, uh, that Emperor, that yeah. promo they made where they all got tie into a toku suit was pretty good, though. Yes, that was pretty good. Well, <laughs> um, this is the third move, like live-action live action movie, movie yeah. with Hideaki, Hideaki Anno revisiting his uh, childhood here, right? But yes, sure. yeah. Um, yeah, what'd you guys think? Dick, you're the you're 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 the the the, the writer the guy. Um, around here, and I've seen I've I've seen it. So it's it's a really interesting movie. I think it's pretty bad. Um, but in like but in like kind of an interest like i i think the thing about this movie is that it is way more um the thing i said to iro after we had seen it again or after he had seen it again but after we had seen it for the first time is that this is not really a movie about carmen rider this is a movie about Hideki Anno's memories of Carmen Ryder, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's more a movie about like his idealized version of that show. And let's like, I think an important ground point is that while Carmen Ryder is like a classic piece of Tokusatsu, um, you know, history, one of the most important Japanese TV shows in history, all of that kind of thing. Original Carmen Ryder is kind of like original Doctor Who. There's some interesting ideas there, but also there's a lot of very obvious, like extremely cheap dudes in suits being punched a lot until they fall off cliffs. And by fall off cliffs, I mean they throw a dummy off them. They had no budget and no time one filming that shit. Isn't isn't original Doctor Who like one step above like a high school play kind of? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but also there were not many like sci-fi shows happening in 1963 and especially not on a BBC budget. But the point is that like original Kamen Rider, although like these days it is revered as like a classic, the original Henshin hero began began the Kaijin rage and all that, you know. At heart it's kind of like a cheap grindhousey TV production, if that For makes kids. sense. For kids, yeah. Like it is a show to sell toys, it always has been. This is not that at all. This is like a like super duper serious, like one hundred percent straight faced serious drama <laughs> except then it still has like scorpion ladies like bunny suit mooks with riot shields like. yeah like it, it's 
the thing that strikes me about this movie is that it is such an imperfect marriage between the anno parts, which are like the bits where it's like a serious meditation on like the relationship between people and the bit where the villain's plan is literally just human instrumentality again. And like the bits where, you know, a grasshopper dude on a motorbike is kicking monsters until they turn into bubble bath foam. Like it's, it's, It, it's really weird. It, it like and and there's, I think that tension between the two halves is the fascinating part of the film. It, yeah, it's a th- it's the thing where like we are adults, and so when we watch Tokusatsu, we we value the camp factor to a certain extent. But like, if you're a child watching Common Rider, you don't you're not capable of like recognizing the, the that it's silly like you kind of just take it at face value i, I i'd push right? back on that i think that you perhaps do not recognize the camp value in the sense of oh this is kind of like style stylistic right bad that, but that's, I, that is what i meant right but yeah. i i think that children appreciate the kind of goofy like the kind of goofy seriousness of it you know the fact that everybody is playing these very silly things straight i do think that that is a side that appeals to children as well you know and and this movie you know it's it's just not a lot of fun you know it's it's there's never any real sense that things are exciting or adventurous or that you care about what's going to happen to the characters um it's it's just kind of underwhelming honestly that was my feeling at least you know mm-hmm. i think that the action parts are not very good several like there's one major scene which is where like rider one and rider two battle like a whole bunch of clone common riders in a construction tunnel that is just absolutely awful like it's dark you can't tell what's going on everybody is made of terrible cgi and it, it's one of the most inept action scenes i've seen in a while and like even the regular we are punching and kicking these dudes who like have scorpion masks or spider masks on their face you know like, there's a bunch of blood but but the fights feel super weightless and there's not really any impressive choreography or cool stunts or anything like that you know and and I, I I think on some level that's a shallow complaint, but on another level, you know, I, I watch these things to have fun, and this movie is not a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like that would be, to me, that for something like this, that would be the strongest appeal, is like, is it going to at least right. look cool, right? Like, if, if, if you're... Some of it looks cool, I think. Like, yeah, like, I mean... That's like, I'd say that's a matter of, like, proper design rather than the rather than the blocking of the fights is cool. Yeah. Right. I, I think that there's a lot of striking visuals in this movie. And like if you've seen Shin Godzilla or Shin Ultraman, there's a lot of that same style of like some some very bizarre camera angles, some like highly aggressive editing, lots of hard cuts and and kind of um you know, just kind of like strongly lit scenes. But but yeah, that there's no really like get up and punch the air factor and i think uh, uh, to me at least i think like the more base parts of carmen rider are import- an important part of the appeal you know i want to see a dude like jump off of things and kick things really hard and there's a few times where that happens but it's never presented with the kind of verve or panache that i want from something like this 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Iro, I, I think you're broadly a little bit more supportive <laughs> bit. of the film. Yeah, than I, I, have, I have had a little more time to like think about it. Of course, right? Yeah. But like, this just—I sort of thinking thinking about it in the sense of what Ano has been up to lately, uh, especially in comparison to like Shin Ultraman uh, and Shin Godzilla. Because when I think about Shin Godzilla, it's like it's—I'm not saying the original Godzilla, but. My understanding is that Shin Godzilla takes a lot from that. Yes. Like thematically, it's more it's almost more of a like a disaster movie than yes. a monster movie. I mean the right the, I think that the best it's all, it's all about yeah. It's all about like how the government is responding to a yeah. crisis. Right. I mean, like famously the original Godzilla is a none too subtle allegory for atomic bombing. But, right. Um and but so, I think the best Godzilla films present him as like an unstoppable force of right. nature. And so so Shin just do, doing that like now or you know, contemporarily, like kind of fits because also Godzilla has not necessarily been that for many years, right? Like as pointedly. Right. I mean, are uh, you saying that there's not the same sort of political appeal as throwing CGI American Godzilla into the Sydney Opera right. House while some 41 plays? Uh-huh. I'm saying that's not deep and cutting commentary. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, God, exactly. Godzilla. The point is, Godzilla has been many things over yes. the years, right? No and so, and so yes. in context of Shin Godzilla, it being just original Godzilla, but modern, kind of works. And then, but then when it's Shin Ultraman or Shin Kamen, or yeah, Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen sort of have the same problem, I think, where Ano wants it to be like the original thing. And maybe we can take some bits and pieces from the newer stuff and put those in, but it needs to be the same as the original. Right? Man. Yeah. I, I, like structurally, this movie is a lot like Shin Ultraman, which is to say, it is very obviously a bunch of television episodes edited together. Like, um, I, I think I liked Shin Ultraman more because I think that you know Ultraman is less, for want of a better word down and dirty so to speak like the fights have always been a bit um a bit more detached because of the growing giant thing you and know and ultra and ultraman is still kind of about how this task force is responding to this situation right even even as the movie progresses yeah like it becomes more about ultraman's interiority it still kind of has that that uh bit in it which sort of connects it to Shin, like mentally it helps me connect it as like a follow up to Shin to yeah. Shin Godzilla and and I think as well the structure of the original Ultraman show is is better you know it has the famous ending you know have you become fond of these humans Ultraman and all that stuff and I think that better fits the the um the structure of a film and I think the diversions are more interesting and you know, goofier and quirkier in Ultraman as yeah. well. And so in Shin Kamen Rider, it's just, it just feels like Anno's fan film of what he imagines the original Kamen Rider. Right. And, <laughs> and be also, like... like, the thing is, like, the original Kamen Rider has been rebooted and parodied and homaged and remade so many times already. Like half the shows in the Kamen Rider series are, you know, spins on the original Kamen Rider. Like they did a full movie reboot about 15 years ago in Kamen Rider the first. 
you know. This uh-huh. isn't even the first film called Shin Kamen Rider. Um, Excuse me, it's called Shin Kamen Rider Prologue. Yeah, uh, because it's the prologue to this film. They're in direct uh-huh. continuity. Yeah, definitely. No, they're definitely, they're, they're, not definitely um, they're not uh, related. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what I thought I expected from Shin Kamen Rider other than Anno's weird fan film about the original Kamen Rider and that's and I almost feel silly having expected to be something like anything more than that because it's like as as you've brought up multiple times like well we've talked about it like what is this bringing to the franchise Mm hmm I don't know. It's just kind of Anno wanted to make his homage to original Kamen Rider. Yeah. And that feels a little superfluous, maybe. And and I think, you know, I think the film is grasping at the familiar Anno theme, which is, you know, the connection between people and the the difficulty of connecting people and and like how to carry on somebody's will and that kind of thing, you know. And uh-huh. that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know famous directors and famous creatives have house styles and house themes which they like to bring to their work but it's just everything here feels so very cold and impersonal you know i think the actors are good and they do the best with what they have but they have um and and, you know (laughs) yeah anno has never been a terrific character writer i think a lot of the better interpersonal stuff in ava is was helped by his very able co-writers on that show, you know? Yeah. And this show kind of have has, and I know this is controversial because when I mentioned it before, you you pushed back on this, but it kind of has the Tomino problem, which is where the characters speak like characters. They do not speak like human beings, if that makes sense. But whereas mm. Tomino's work tends to make that into like a, a rather charming kind of weird yes. quirk, here you just feel like these people are actors acting out roles, which of course, of course they are, but... But it all feels very impersonal, you know. Yeah. You look, you feel like you're looking at a chessboard from a thousand miles. And, the, um, the thing, the thing is with, with Toby though is that like it pushes it so far that it loops back around to the kind of inane bullshit that actual people talk about. Right? Yeah. Whereas <laughs> here, like everybody is talking about, you know, um, Sto- like they stone face to talk about yeah, how they're going to paraphalize your prana. Yeah, they basically the have the force the in this movie and. Like, so everyone just has mana, right? It's just yeah. magic. It's just chi. And and I think a major like problem with this movie is that the the villains are incredibly ephemeral because like um, well, you see, anybody... because in original Kamen Rider, there would yeah. simply be one villain in an episode, and then we would yes. move on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but the the thing is, like you know, like in original Kamen Rider, for people who don't know, you know, the big bad guys were Shocker, the evil organization, who were basically kind of like pirate ninja nazis they were literally nazis they were occasionally literal nazis yes but i mean like they they were evil because they were evil and they wanted world domination and stuff like that Uh and i can i can see how you like that is a fairly shallow motivation obviously and you would want to update that and i think there's some germs the idea here that like they reinvented shocker as an all-loving organization who wants to pursue mankind's happiness yeah um, but it just kind of goes nowhere, you know, like the leader of Shocker is an AI who never appears on screen. Like the, the actual guy they fight is main girl's brother, except we only learn that like two thirds of the way through the movie. And there's just no weight at all to the, to, to like, 
the battle between these you know like you don't feel that there is ideology behind this fight they feel like they're going through the motions and and that's really disappointing you know like sometimes you just want to see a dude kick some nazis (laughs) yeah i um i have not i've not seen any of these movies but sure the the concept always reminded me of uh years ago when they did the the tatsunoko anime remakes yeah uh, that were like super Catherine kind of, sins and gotchaman crowds and yatterman night right and they all you know they were all kind of a lot more kind of serious mature themed type of uh shows mm-hmm. but it, you know they did that by making these you know wild reimaginations that kind of had almost nothing to do with the originals but i i guess yeah in comparison like Maybe this is like slavish. We, would, we right. wouldn't want to. I, I guess we. Would, I wouldn't expect that from a movie. I guess like. I mean, I, 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 yeah, and I think that you know, I think the previous um, Shin films of like Shin Godzilla is a genuinely like keen cutting satire on like Japanese bureaucracy and the and the kind of like paralyza like the paralyzation of the Japanese governmental system and stuff like that. You know, right. Shin Ultraman is very much not that, but it is a it loving of that. caring homage that still has some of that under the surface, you know. And I, I think that there is more obvious affection in Shin Ultraman and also it has an ensemble cast, which means that there is at least um human characters who are easy to become attached to or gravitate to. And there's also just more fun, weird shit in Shin Ultraman, like that entire sequence where the lady member of the team is made massive and walks around as a giant lady for a bit as well, which is uh-huh. just super weird and it only happens because you it watch, happened if in the you watch Shin Ultraman show. again, uh, the the boss of the task team will is the actor who is called Ryder Black Sun. Yeah. And, and and the thing is as well, like, you know, like not to invoke the the like hidden thing, but also like the other 50th anniversary project they did, Carmen Ryder Black Sun, is like it is the very definition of a show of the like Garth Marenghi subtext is for cowards thing. But it's so much more interesting in terms of it yeah. says something. It I guess, has I guess- like yeah, and that also that... turned the like Gorgon party into a, like the happiness call, right? Right, yeah. But it yeah. was it was a much more in-depth, nuanced like treatment. And granted, it had more runtime, but like comparing the two, like Black Sun blows mm. away Shin Kamen Rider. And, and I guess that's probably I guess that's probably more in line with like those those old the old Tatsunoka ones, right? Where it's like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I, yeah. I, I think I'm most disappointed by hearing you guys say, or Ziggy were saying, like the fights and stuff weren't cool. And it's like, I feel yeah. like that would be the main thing that would be appealing at this point. I mean, it's very obvious, I think, that Anno doesn't, is not really interested in the action, you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of CG and it's mostly pretty bad. Um, I think that. Um, like even the bit where they have Car- like Carmen Rider One fight Carmen Rider Two is almost entirely CG of them running along, jumping into the air, punching each other twice, falling back to the ground, running along, jump, and it's just unbearably lame. Like it's so lame, especially like when you mm-hmm. see the fights that like the TV show is putting on week by week. They're not always spectacular, but they're generally much better choreographed. There are shot. people punching each other. Yeah, 
Like, and and there's just no real attempt. Like, it, uh, to me at least, and obviously, you know, I have no idea of knowing this is true, but Anno seems completely uninterested in the action parts of Carmen Rider. And you know, mm-hmm. I get it, but it is an action show. You know, <laughs> that's kind is, of an important, yeah, like uh, component in all this. Yeah, yeah, and and that's why I said, you know, I opened by saying that it feels more like a remake of the Common Rider in Hideki Anno's animation. Uh, imagination right the things sorry. that he remembered and were most important and to i him. think what he remembers was like this was a meaningful tale about like human connections and the fight against like evil uh-huh. and you know like a, Over- a overcoming of, trauma like... yeah a work of like substance and but but original common rider was not that you know like <laughs> yeah. it occasionally had things to say about stuff like fascism and transhumanism but most of the time it was people in flares turning into bug men and then like kicking the shit out of each other it had an evil squid one of like one of the bad guys is called professor shinigami for goodness sake like uh-huh. it, it, it's it's that kind of camp grindhouse thing and and this just just feels so far removed from that yeah. like it, it's uh, he turned into an evil squid he was called ika devil uh-huh. like come on uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty. That sounds. They, they dug up Hitler's secret treasure, and it was Carmen Rider. Like, come on! Like, yeah. What if we got Shin's Kaiketsu Zubat? Now that would be what. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So, what is the next uh, Shin, uh, Shin? I don't I fucking mean, know. Isn't hasn't he said like I don't know what I'm doing in ne- next? And it's the first time I've felt this way in my entire yeah. life. I mean, like for, for the record, he's gone on record as saying that like he has plans in mind for all of those Shin movies excluding Ava of course like for sequels sure, to all whatever. of those movies yeah. but like Shin Godzilla 2 is definitely not happening because they like Toho are moving forward on a new project uh, like Godzilla 1 or was it something I like don't that? know um, yeah I, I don't know like I can't see him I don't think he has the passion for like any other um, of the like Tokusatsu boom shows, you know. So, um, unless somebody out there wants to make Shin Super Sentai, I think they might be done at some <laughs> Sh- point. Shin Go Ranger, like, yeah. And, and and I mean, like at that point, that's basically just that 2017 Power Rangers Shin. movie with uh-huh. Shin, uh, in it. Oh. Um, Shin Super Sentai, where all the Rangers are just black. Shin Spider Man. Yeah, um, I'd watch Shin Spider Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the yeah, Spider Man. Like, you know, right? mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like people I know who I respect have had a lot of fun with the movie. I think that there's definitely people who will love it. You know, I personally didn't love it. Um, and, and that's all I can say, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a review. I'll try and get that out, but it's mostly going to say most what I've said here. You know, I think uh-huh. that it's fascinating. It, it's a really interesting look. I, I suggest you watch it if you're a fan of Kamen Rider and especially if you are interested in, Hideki Anno, the person, the artist. But right. I don't think it's really a good time. Yeah. I don't know. That, I, yeah. <laughs> it's Anno. Yeah. Shrug. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, um, let's bring things back over to anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a couple couple of uh, new shows to add to the list here that we didn't talk about last time, and yeah. we'll, we'll start with Oku: The Inner Chambers, which actually I think they came out first, but it was on Netflix. Yeah, and they Netflix, like, you know, dumped all at all at once as Netflix is wont to do. Dropped everything, 
and it has a very intimidating two-hour-long first episode. <laughs> That's an entire movie. It's like, a movie. Yes, it is a prolonged movie, to- basically. It's totally still just... It's obviously just the episodes, because it's still paced like that. Yeah. And I could, I could feel in my bones so, where... I was going to say, does it, have, does it have like cliffhangers where a set of credits should obviously go? And kind of. I mean, the first, ep- the first episode, which is what I watched, did. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I I watched the whole thing, and the well, whole for, show, or just the whole intro? The whole intro. No, I didn't watch the whole show. No, I don't. I don't yeah, time for that. Look, don't but yeah. the uh, yeah, because the whole thing did drop on Netflix all at once. Thanks Netflix, uh, and of course, no one's talking about it. Um. This is def. This is a definitely an Oshinoko situation where you have your mm. prologue movie that is setting up the actual show. <laughs> yeah, um, which I did not watch episode two, but I kind of I, I ran out of time, but I kind of previewed ahead, and yeah, so like the rest of the series appears to be like a flashback. Oh, okay, but the two hour movie is setting up the premise, which is. We are, uh, I don't know the exact dates, eras, but sometime. In the Edo period. In the right. Edo period of of uh, Japan, there is a a plague that breaks out that kills most of the men. And as a result, the women basically have to take over society. And over the course of about 80 years, the women are now in charge. Uh, and they make up. There's still there's still men around, so but they only make up like twenty five percent of the population, and the world is run by women. So what you're saying is this is a whole or, not the world, sorry, Japan. It does it's not. A reverse, it, it's a reverse. It appears to be. Now. It appears to only be Japan, but Japan is isolated from the world. Yeah, point, it's so. it's it is it is during the isolation, so yeah, it, you can kind and, of get away with that, yeah, right? Because the, and because there are so few men, that means every man has a crowd of ladies of all shapes and sizes throwing themselves at him, and there's wacky hygiene. No, no, that is not the direction. Well, I mean, there are the practical aspects of that to a certain degree, but. This is not a this is not a wacky comedy. This is a very there, yeah. There there are parts there are there's some like, wacky. It's like yeah. you describe that, and it's like they kind of got a little. Just the first episode kind of got into how like if you're poor, then and you want children, like you have to find a man who's yeah. Having a husband to, is a luxury because yeah. uh, you, you can't you would have to like buy one basically um, mm-hmm. or be able to afford one. Whereas right. most, if, most people, like, if they want to get yeah. pregnant, they basically go hire a guy and yeah. Yeah. So um, the, I think, and, and just, I guess to kind of finalize the premise here, the, the the prologue movie is kind of about the present day, 80 years later, where we can see all the long-term effects of this. Mm-hmm. And it it ends with the new Shogun, who's a woman, of course, because the women are in charge. And she decides to try to get to the bottom of what happened, because apparently that has been hidden as to mm. what happened 80 years ago, which, you know, if, we're, if, we're, if I'm going to like nitpick on world yeah. building, I feel like, only 80 years is not enough for people to like totally forget that happened. Oh, I don't know. But no, it ends, it ends literally with ends literally with her talking to somebody who is still alive when it happened. Uh, so right. I'm like, and 
just just to clarify here, like are less men like male children being born, or is it just all those men were wiped out? Uh, they're not really clear on that. I'm assuming there's. I think some the disease is still in like yeah. In, I, okay, sure. Because yeah, I was going to say like in eight years. The, yeah, they're saying the disease. Um, I think it's more the disease only affects like seventy five percent of men or something. So there's still right, some that okay. seem to be able to survive it or whatever. But sure. but um, the, the lack of men is an ongoing issue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and, and apparently some of the population recovered because they said at this stage it's about seventy five twenty five is the number they gave. So, um, but based on what we find out in the episode, it seems like nobody knows what happened uh, unless, which again, I would feel like there, if there's still people alive, that'd be hard. But anyway, that's nitpicking point is um, it appears the main series is going to be her going back to basically what happened and specifically the history of the Oku, which is like, the shogun's harem of hot guys. Yeah. That like was formed. The, the shogun's palace has, it's like a forbidden palace situation, right? It's like you have, yeah, all the, all the attendants in the, the inner palace are, are men, right? Yes. Of various so, degrees and, yeah. uh, whatnot. So, yeah. So, so the, the, at, at one point, the shogun, you know, collected a group of 3000 of the hottest men in Japan, <laughs> as a display of power to keep for herself at the palace. And they kind of over, over the course of the 80 years, they form their, you know, own political intrigues and, you know, uh-huh. backstabbing and so they were know, social hierarchy. Yeah, basically. basically. Um, and, and, and that's, that's, you know, the, the titular Oku, the inner chambers is basically, you know, that aspect of it. So she starts, so the, the movie ends with her reading, the secret history of the Oku, which is what the real, uh, the real rest of the series, I believe is going to be about the founding of the Oku basically. And okay. Now out of the way, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. Um, yes. I, I think at least in the movie, this may be a more fascinating world building experiment more than an actual um, right. interesting series. Yeah, um, because they do they do not do the thing which you know would make this terrible. Where it's just like, oh well, we're just gonna swap the men and the women, and it's gonna be exactly the same. Except the you know the, the women are the ones oppressing right. the men. There's or whatever. A, it seems like there was some actual like thought put into yeah the specificity of the premise. Like like what would that you know, look like, you know, what, you know, there would still be, you know, what things would change, what things would remain the same. And that is sort of like a thought exercise is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think the, the choice to start with kind of a quote unquote real example of what that might look like for somebody with, with the guy that, Right, introduced to in the movie, who is not relevant by the end of this, um, <laughs> but kind of giving you, you know, that point of view of to kind of see the inner workings of things. Like I said, things that changed and didn't. It was pretty mm-hmm. cool, and I, 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 I appreciate the amount of like, you know, thought that went into that in kind of mapping out, um, 
what what this kind of thing would look like. And mm-hmm. that said, uh, it's it's dry as a bone, man. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah, there is. Like, uh, it doesn't look good. Yeah. It, it the, looks the, the problem. The problem with all of these kind of like court or political intrigue dramas is that, um, like, it's so easy to, to for it to devolve into just like here is a seed of two people talking. Now here is a seed of two people talking. Now like just yeah. over and over and over. And unlike again. something like say like like the Hakus story, which is probably the nearest correlation I could think of, mm-hmm. like that has like an interesting visual style and like the the pacing of that was generally a lot snappier than. Uh, what was going on here? But I don't know. Like once, it, once I kind of started getting past the initial. Once I was about halfway through the movie, I think it was kind of building up enough for me where there's enough, like you know, intrigue Happening. going on. Yeah. You know, there's uh, you know the 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 one guy's kind of manipulating it so that like the head of the Oku is trying to manipulate it so our you know our main character for the prologue becomes like the, the, the first kind of concubine guy or whatever, but right. pushing you know, him to a higher position. But, but you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know that the traditionally the first concubine is assassinated after consummating his relationship with the Shogun. <laughs> and it's really, it's really just, you know, maneuvering it to get him out of the way so that his, uh you know, his choice can be the number one guy. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that kind of thing going on. And it's, I found it very interesting once it got going. And a lot of it, you know, was kind of like, you know, if you read, you know, the things that actually happened in history, like it, it felt like they were kind of, you know, projecting that, you know, based yeah. on, you know, real events or whatever, even though they were, you know, obviously it's not real, but, um, and yeah, I, I think the I think my problem is going to be kind of similar to Roshi no Ko, where by the end I might be more interested in what was happening with the new Shogun than what's going to be happening <laughs> in the actual um right the actual series you know uh, the new Shogun walks in and she's uh, you know problematic girl bossing her way through everything uh-huh. and Naturally. I'm like, uh, like now I see where your interest lies uh, mm-hmm. you know all right well let, let's see where this is going and then I think it's going back to uh well all right i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fair because i didn't actually watch episode two so i i'm not gonna make Uh any judgment on what happens for the body of the series but i'm like all right well i'm actually interested by the end of this movie of what's happening and now we're just gonna go back to a completely different plot line now um i don't know but so like if it if it does just go back if it does if if it's like for example if uh, the flashbacks like one or two episodes and then that goes back to what's happening in the present. Oh, I don't, I, I was like, skimming through. I don't think it goes back. I think this is oh. a, so this is the other, this is the other thing. Like if we're going to compare to, um, like Rakugo. Yeah. Show again, Raku, Rakugo Shinju, um, which also had like a season long flashback. It had, yes. So that, so that also had, it was only, it was only, two, it was only a two episode beginning that was really kind of dry and boring. Uh-huh. And and you know I will yeah I remember like I remember I didn't watch yeah I'll remind like, everyone we watched the first episode and didn't and just dropped it until Artemis yeah said, this show is really good you guys need to watch it yeah and <laughs> yeah. then like yes the and um content of the yeah. flashback is in fact quite 
engaging. Yeah. Yes, past the boring, you know, past the boring prologue, the 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 rest of the series was extremely good. So maybe I, you know, so like I said, I'll pass judgment till I actually see it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely got a lot of potential, and I think they did well with the premise. And it's just going to depend on, you know, what we do with the the meat of the story. I guess mm-hmm. I know G. I don't I don't remember how high G was on this, but he did have this kind of flag. It, it was a thing he had many years ago. I think. Yeah the 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 the, the original manga. So yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it has potential. I will definitely watch episode two. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you've got some good ideas, that's that's a pretty solid base to kick off on, right? Like, yeah. I guess it's just whether they can focus on the interesting things or not. Yeah. So it just—I I wish it had some kind of like—I don't know—the the, the either s- stylistic flourish or better directing mm-hmm. of Haka's story, or I don't know. Like, because because like Heika's story was covering a lot of similar content, but like I felt like they picked like the perfect little slivers for you to kind of jump in and experience, and then get I mean, out I, and move I, on I, to the next thing. I think the Heika story was also a story that was more broadly focused on characters and emotions than necessarily kind of like the political drama was compelling, but it was also sometimes a backdrop to like the human stories. Yeah, well, and it's not it's not like this is devoid of like so like I said they choose chose to pick like one guy to focus on right. in the prologue movie so you could see the human element of how this was affecting people right so there is some of that in there it's just it was so like dryly presented yeah and um, I mean I I think the thing about the Haker story is that it is so well balanced right it balances those things and ties its personal yes. themes of like and hubris the, and tragedy into the big picture stuff. And that's where like the, the good directing, knowing, you know, when to, what to cut, what to Yeah, add, also the Haker story was made by one of the most acclaimed anime directors. <laughs> well, yes. with one, one of the most famous studios currently. Yes, working, so. You know, so. I, yeah, I'm not going to say it's an unfair comparison, but yes, that does help your chances. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot for a little bit more. Um, All right. And see how it goes. Maybe we'll what get out of this about, season. What about Dark Gathering? <laughs> good. Okay, yeah. So the other new show that I watched, and I think you guys watched as well. Although Iro apparently episode. made such an impression, Iro, that you didn't <laughs> remember it. Uh, I had to be reminded what this was. Uh, Dark Gathering. Uh, this was... Uh, I watched it because I heard some people liked it, and it was like a comedy or something. And that might be pushing it a bit, but it was okay, I guess. So, like, um, let me try to recall the premise. Yes, of okay. The show, what which, is your is, remembrance there, of there's this? There's a, a guy who has spiritual sensitivity and yes, is possibly spirits. cursed. He can sense spirits. You know, he's been hounded by the supernatural his whole life and wants to distance himself from all that. Uh, but he gets called up by his childhood friend uh, and his childhood friend needs his help because her cousin or relative question mark is a little girl who is possessed by the supernatural or something like that. 
literally has skulls a, in her eyes. She's a little girl who has, yeah, skulls, skull symbols in her eyes. They are literally shaped that way. It's not a, it's not stylistic. Yeah, they say that she literally has skull pupils. Yeah, they they mention it in the show in universe, so. and uh, so he goes along with their wacky adventures. And she's a goofy, like a little creepy kid who likes scary things, and also is like capturing apparitions and making them kill each other so she can get the coolest, strongest apparition. And so they're all terrified of her. Uh, and it, yeah. it it seems vaguely no kitaro ish but like perhaps with a bit more 90s edge than that and uh, a bit more 90s other stuff as well. Yeah, they, I, I would say like the tone of it is mostly kind of silly but then they try to inject these like actual horror moments into yeah, it, into there it, it right. feels very muddled all the creepy um, you know creepy dolls and and there's there's also occasionally like a whole like, like weirdly horny joke yeah weirdly horny and also like we're clearly meant to like the little girl is clearly meant to be super moai and and it it's it feels like a mess yeah um you know, and and mm-hmm. I I didn't really come away from it with like any sort of impression that there was one overriding idea or or sort of hook to the show, which you know a show doesn't necessarily need, but it would help quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think the only parts I enjoyed when they were like running away scooby-doo style from uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean it doesn't help doesn't help that the mystery of this first episode is a haunted phone box which is just like pretty lame let's be honest yeah there was um, there wasn't really a lot that actually happened she just like yeah this reminded me a bit of inspector which has a similar sort of we are supernatural detectives premise but has a little more going on on the character side even if it's also weirdly horny in certain ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I liked Inspector more because it had higher production values and like at least it has a female lead that is mostly able to talk shit back to our main protagonist, whereas mm-hmm. here it's like, you know, little baby girl who is yeah, mysterious. Yeah, and then what, just like big boob childhood friend who... Yeah. Yeah, just and, and to be clear, like everything other than like, the main character, the little girl with the skull eyes, everything else looks so generic. It right. looks like it was taken out of like a mid nineties visual. And novel. then she's got like her like um, purple hoodie and like the skull eyes. Yeah. It looks like mm-hmm. a it, gotcha it, game character or something. It, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty badly <laughs> clashing because like she is so obviously designed and everything else is so obviously generic that that it feels like somebody sort of which you know might be deliberate, but but I think it it's just bad art direction, yeah. to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's so completely forgettable. I don't blame Iro at all for forgetting I, about it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just live with my other comedies this season, I guess. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, uh-huh. we can be done with that then. I guess. <laughs> let's let's. Uh... Speaking of supernatural. Yeah, speaking of... I don't know. Jujutsu Kaisen is still having a whole season-long flashback. I know, right? Um, oh, yeah, we're just combining the to the last two shows yeah. here. Yeah, it's still flashback zone, right, it, of Jujutsu Kaisen. And I don't know. 
it's it looks great visually. The fights are are visually striking and cool looking, but it as we've said, what what do we leave off? Like two episodes in, an hour three episodes, an hour four episodes in, yeah, something along those lines. It's as we what were is, saying, like it's a flashback. Go ahead. What, what is something. the like? What is the actual like? plot at this point is it just okay. what's his name in school like in his school days or he something in, he yeah it's yeah go the mentor character gojo is in Great. school and his buddy is a dude who clearly looks like the villain big bad villain from season one who has not confronted the heroes directly yet but has been shepherding the other villains right. and they are working together in school and their their job is to protect this other schoolgirl who is the the destined like vessel of the entity that uh basically sits in the basement of the school and powers all of the and we pretty much know she's gonna die right all the yeah she dies yeah she already died oh she already (laughs) died okay yeah in a really hackneyed, I shouldn't. I'm 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 being mean. I'm sure people thought this was very affecting, but uh, they bring her to the like spot where she's supposed to fuse into this system or whatever, and then they go. They they they're like you know you don't really have to do this. I think we're strong enough to not need to do this. Don't you just want to part like live your life? teen girl and she breaks down crying and you get the swing music and then she just gets shot in the head right in the most predictable possible way it's one of those things where i'm like this sequence is beginning and i'm like she's about to get absolutely just about to get shot yeah and then g was like yeah and then boom right just again jujutsu kaisen not known for its creativity (laughs) but yes right it's it's just I don't care <laughs> what's right. happening. <laughs> it yeah, looks very yeah. nice, but uh, yeah. I don't care about the that, characters. That's, that's the yeah. tricky thing about like prequels or flashbacks, right? Because you know where they're going to end up, you right. generally have to like the appeal in a flashback is generally tragedy or or you know irony or something because you know. Where right. I want. I want to and... like. Yeah. You. You. I come to prequel because like I want the pathos of how this character got where they are. Except like I didn't care about this character in the present, and so how they got where they are doesn't matter. And it sounds to me. like he's not really any different, right? He's still the kind of same guy, right? He's like head, like, right? This cocky, yeah. swarmy dude. He fights this the, this villain who has who is related to several of the main characters in the present. Uh, whose whole deals he's got no magic but is super strong uh of course and like he quote-unquote kills gojo and then gojo you know revives himself the next episode right and it's just yeah he's just placed here yeah (laughs) you know i you know i don't want to totally If I can just speculate for a second, Mm -hmm. the fact that we've got this combined with that prequel movie as well kind of feels like the author was like, oh shit, this is popular. Uh, Stall. The the thing about the prequel movie is that that was based on the like pilot volume uh, that, you know, like happened but was not part of the main story. So like that, that I can like understand as we took this 
semi self-contained thing and made it into a movie right which is itself a semi self-contained thing yeah and like and so far at least the events of that movie have not been at all relevant to the main story yeah Uh, and as as we said last time gojo is like by far the most popular i cannot understand why because is he just bakugo again no he's like he's like no i meant i meant in terms of being like an inexplicably popular character i guess no i i i i well, I understand both why both of them, but yes. right. the 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 he he is different because he's not quite as insufferable. He's all, he's in in the main show. He's like more of like their mentor character, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like their teacher. He's like their teacher, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not to rehash like things that we yeah. said last time, but but it's all the same sp- problems. I, I, yeah, I think I think specifically in in the first full season. They did a good job of making you care about the you know the lovable dirtbag cast, and by the but like the season finale at the end when um, uh, God, what's the main kid's name? Toto, well, Yuji, Yuji. When Yuji Toto. and uh, Nobara have their their big fight at the end, right? Uh, yeah, and and you're like, all right, we got our crew together, we have galvanized the team, we are ready for more fun adventures here's flashback. <laughs> in the land of jujutsu kaisen and then season two hits and you're like here's a big flashback that's yeah. that's what's killing me it's like the timing yes. especially is like we, we mm-hmm. just we i feel like we, we just, we just got, got like the squad right yeah we we just got the story started uh with the main cast and now we're putting that, all that on hold so that that's if there's one main thing that bugs me about all of it i think that's okay, there there was one pretty good joke in uh, one in episode three i think because pre-opening they're like oh man all these assassins are after us to try and kill her this is gonna be a real problem that this organization's after us it's like it's very serious and they're like i guess we're gonna have to try and take the fight to them and then at the end, by the end of the at the end of the opening, we come back in and they're just relaxing at the beach because they just took care of it off screen. It was not a problem. Well, that's right. the other thing. Gojo is basically one punch man, right? Like he's, right. he's invincible. Like he, I, I've mm-hmm. never seen him even like close to, yeah, uh, challenged by anything, right? So mm-hmm. like, but just the framing the, of that joke, I thought was. But right. yes, but th- yes. Th- that's as a one off joke. That's hilarious. But in general, like. You know, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no like drama or tension in if Gojo's fighting someone because he's just right. so powerful. And, so, and I, also, we know he's going to survive. So, right, yes, and on top it doesn't of that. seem to be in like any particularly bad shape in the present. Is a thing. So, like when I broke to compare this to other big flashback arcs in major shonen manga from Shonen Jump, for example, uh, Naruto gets the whole Kakashi Gaiden arc, which a is not very long, and b like. Kakashi has this open mystery of where did he get his Sharingan and what happened to his team. So seeing that firsthand like has some pathos, right? And right. then like Bleach also has the, all the Vizard characters who right. got exiled somehow, and something happened that infected them all with Hollow Virus or whatever. And so the flashback there. Which was way too fucking long, <laughs> but did have bleach, baby. yes, but did have that like, oh, this is how we got here thing that that it did answer. Right. right. I mean, I I guess the thing I would ask is, 
do you feel that this flashback so far has taught you anything about Gojo as a character or like led you to understand anything about why he is the way he is? Him? No. A couple of the other characters? Maybe, right? Sure. Okay. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe not a complete loss, but I, I, I feel like it's just—it's just a bizarrely paced to have this here. I think, mm. yeah, and to have it be so long, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. all all of the examples you cited came like hundreds of chapters into yes. those like right, writing right. series. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, like the characters don't have enough of a mystery around them to justify a flashback. Like we barely know them. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's like right. yeah. If you wanted to like deliver this in like a one episode or half an episode flashback or something, maybe, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's, yeah. Speaking of things that should have had flashbacks instead of how they're or how or perhaps dragging out things longer than they yeah. did. Okay, yeah. Undergirl murder for us, right? Is what we're talking uh, oh, about. Oh, oh. Yeah, I do. I do want to clarify on Crunchyroll. It is officially uh, undead yeah, murder yeah. farce. Undead they took the girl farce. out of the title in Crunch- on Crunchyroll. So this. I get the feeling that episodes two, three, and four, they wanted to do an Oshinoko. <laughs> they, they wanted to make that a full uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then put episode one after. Cause that's, that's like the only way this place would make sense to me. Because, oh, like, yeah. I didn't I need to. By the end of episode four, I'm like, why did I need to see episode one? And, and also in the fight that episode four basically ends on. Like only dude is dropping a load of cryptic hints as to he he and my girl's background, except that we know that background because yes. we saw it and it was all laid yeah, out in the yeah. first episode. Exactly. So, I, yeah, as I says, it it kind of feels like that. Even, this is even just in general, I don't feel like this needed to be four episodes. No, no the, it it's an absurdly padded out story. They, they could have they could have trimmed this down. Yeah, this should have been it could have been a two episode mystery. Two, this yeah. could have been a one episode. If <laughs> well, okay, really, yeah. if you, you really rushed, you could have you like, could have you could have cut the prologue episode, like you said, Iro. Yes, and trimmed the remaining two three episodes down to two, and I think that would have tightened. I would have been up. more interested. Yes. Now that said, um, I'm I'm broadly I'm broadly into what's being sold to me. Well, here. I I'm think not, the mystery was pretty good. Um, I, I'm not going to let them off the hook for pulling out the icicle murder. Okay, that was just I mean like more the, the broader premise. But go ahead, yeah. Icicle, yeah, I mean, yeah. yes, it, it it's kind of hilarious that it was a holy water icicle, but right. I, I was like, they're really pulling out the icicle murder in episode one, the perfect <laughs> crime, right? Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Re- no murder weapon. Yeah. Uh, so I I thought the mystery was I thought it was kind of dumb, but I was expect yeah. it was on it was on the par it was on par with what I would expect from I think. Uh-huh. It, I mean, Iro did Iro did call the twist almost immediately at the beginning of episode uh, four, but <laughs> I, I think that there have been much worse murder mysteries. You know, there was at least several layers of texture to it. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I'm but, I'm a, l- a little more interested in the like. Monster kitchen sink at nineteen hundred. Yes, like early, like, like Meiji era monster kitchen sink. I, I think yes. That I, is, yeah, go ahead. I, th- I, think. I, I was just going to say, like, like the the shtick of Professor Moriarty puts together a Victorian monster's sinister six. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's, that's pretty kind good. of a cool yeah. premise, right? And it's like you you can have 
yeah, Holmes and Moriarty and Jack the Ripper and Frankenstein and Dracula and Arsene Lupin. Dr. And Jekyll Phantom, and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, and the Phantom of the Opera. Or you can have all of them running around doing shit. Uh, and, like, I'm, I think I, that's fun. I, I liked but. how, like, um, in episode two, they kind of casually reference somebody took down Dracula. And then in episode four, he basically yeah, it implies yeah. Yeah. that he killed Dracula. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, he yeah. punched Dracula so hard, his head exploded. Uh, yeah. So and, uh, hey, yeah. it's the arrow. It's the arrow without a Belmont. You know, like uh, so somebody's got to <laughs> pick up the, <laughs> the slack. horses are busy. Uh. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like I like that whole that whole vibe. Um, I, I kind of like our main crews, kind of how they mm-hmm. playfully hate each other. Um, right. And I yeah I I think that I think there's still potential for fun. Just this pace needs to pick up. <laughs> like I think, this, yeah. I think this is a rare instance of a work where it would be improved by becoming more quippy. If that makes sense, <laughs> yeah. And like because like the, the... normally I am reaching to turn the Joss Whedon dial down, but I I could do with a little bit more of like a little bit because they they have punchy dialogue. Like here. they have their moments where like the the maid remembers that she was ordered to punch the guy right yeah. at the end and like that those kind of yeah. things. So I mean they're there, but yeah, I agree. A little more would it's, be nice. It's a little meandering sometimes. Um, because I mean, if you think about it, at this pace, we're gonna get like two more mysteries or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they. Also, I I called this out, and like I know there is an input explanation for it, but the idea of vampires going to church is extremely goofy, funny, yeah. and yeah. stupid. Yes, like yeah, I think that's that's the kind of thing that is maybe appealing about this, but um. I do kind of wish, because you know Sherlock Holmes is going to show up, right? Of course. Moriarty is already here. I, I kind of wish they just kind of stayed as, like, legendary figures in the background or something and, like, not part of the story, but... Yeah, I know we're yeah, going to... I mean, I, I can <laughs> see it going both ways. I saw, like, they show up one time, and then, like, they get called in, they show up, and then it, everything's already done, and they're like, hey, we're here to solve yeah, make the a, thing. And then someone's cameo, like, oh, Holmes right? already did that. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to pay you, by uh, the way. Just in terms of the next episode, I will be incredibly disappointed if, and I'm going to be incredibly disappointed, if Arsene Lupin is not just Lupin the Third, but like in a Victorian outfit. Oh, like, he'll uh, be just, you know, he'll be like yes, the Lupin. I know, I know. But, but it would be hilarious, actually, yes. if it was just Lupin the Third. Yeah, don't even change the art style. Right? Yeah. It's just Monkey Punch <laughs> dude over yeah. here. That would yeah, be I mean, it'd be Victorian GK. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that can go both because, like, the the risk there is then if, like, you know, like, if Herlock, if uh-huh. nope. sorry, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> um, only only shows up in the background, then it's very easy to feel like they did it just for a pop or you're cheated or something like that. Because uh, there's definitely a universe where you know, um, Drac, you know, they only mention Sherlock Holmes in passing, and they're like, "Well, why don't we actually get to see Sherlock Holmes? That would be way more fun." Too so, so I, I think cocaine. I, yeah. I, I think that that's a perfectly valid. I, I, I guess it just also, depends on what they like, what they do with him. But yeah, I mean, he'll be a yeah. pretty boy who yeah. has like ambiguous. No, I, I've seen, I've, I saw the in the when they announced the show, they just like you know they do like the cast announcements. Oh, uh, sure. I think he looks like. Sherlock Holmes. I don't think he's a pretty anime. Well, so he version. looks like Basil Rathbone. Then. Uh, well, it might. You know what? It might. It might be. It might be a middle ground. I. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't think they made him like. Uh, you know, 
twinky. Uh, I mean, look, there, there is a scale of Sherlock Holmes. At one end is Peter Cushing, and at the other end is Benedict Cumberfuddy Lime. And uh-huh. um, yeah, I think you know. Uh, and then Sherlock Holmes in the twenty second century is somewhere off and to the right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sherlock. but uh, yeah, I don't think they just made him like young, pretty anime boy. But sure. nevertheless, um, maybe the memory of Moriarty the Patriot is still lingering. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're not going. Yeah, they're not going that route, I guess. But um. I don't know the the, the the fight the fight was kind of cool, but also felt kind of out of place with all this because yeah. I it feel was like okay. the fight is also just a, a a delivery method for more dialogue, right? Like mm-hmm. the stuff they're saying is way more important than the stuff they're doing. Also, it yeah. was unlike other shows. They, this shows about the characters. Yeah. Also, weird to me that they just let him take his son out back and murder him without questioning it but i i mean he had murdered his own mother yeah i know they tried to they tried to kind of like play up that he was you know i don't know Crazy. disgruntled a bad vampire bad vampire or whatever but that also feeds it's weird that they're so force. ambiguous about it that they yeah. don't actually show it either um it's yeah. weird it, i mean the whole thing is kind of weird yeah yeah it's just a lot of like i guess maybe like my feeling is that overall it's they're doing good but there's just a lot of little things that are mm-hmm. bugging me like the overall package seems to be okay I, um, I i think a lot of that can be attributed to the fact that this is being adapted from a proper full-on novel right yeah like there's the, a lot of wordy wordy and, d- dialogue scenes that you know a lot of people just yeah. stand there talking and just a lot of like little nagging things holding it back for me. Adapted for screen, punch up yeah. the dialogue. But I'm still watching it. It's still one of the most interesting shows going on at the moment, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go on to talk about the actual best show this season. Um, go hands. Ma- From the, the master ma- creators at Go Hands. Yes, the Masteral Cat is depressed again today. Which, uh, ain't we all chief? Yeah, <laughs> like I also dream of being able to abandon my chores and just sleep and eat all day, but you don't see me getting a TV show about uh-huh. it. Yeah, so, um, interesting. They spent like the first three episodes sort of establishing the back and forth relationship between the the main girl and her masterful cat, where he basically gets annoyed, resentful, and frustrated because she's a completely useless person and just mm-hmm. makes a mess all the time. And she's just a total, doesn't, she, he has to basically run her life outside of work for her. Okay. But then, you know, something will happen that reminds them that, uh, you know, they really care about each other, um, uh-huh. even of though course. he is a cat. And so, so like, you know, uh, the the episode three is kind of like, inconsequential plot wise but they kind of build on little moments um like that it, it was episode four where i realized oh they're actually we're planting seeds to put together stuff happening in episode four where we have a surprisingly okay. el- elaborate episode where uh the main girl goes to an aquarium with her hot boss and they've okay. been like layering pieces to this like for example so like in like episode two or something, he just like casually mentioned, oh, hey, on the last Sunday of the month, can you come with me to the aquarium? And you just completely forget about it. 
and told mm-hmm. me I need two to episodes talk to later. some guys about my gegeru. And uh, uh-huh. and they, they keep so at the aquarium this particular day is a performance by a uh, sea slug themed idol group. Of sure. Course. Uh, who they they're, they're like they're they're not like a they're like a kids idol group like from a kids show that kind of idol group not like a oh. you know but uh and we kind of see in the background throughout the first couple episodes that the masterful cat is a fan of this uh idol group he sure. watches it during the so day. he sneaks out to watch the idol group well yeah it it kind of it's kind of so it ends up building up to like in episode 4 you know the big days here and the cat's kind of, even though he can't talk, is finding ways to tease her because it's like. I thought oh, you said he had dialogue, though. Internal only, only in his inner ah, monologue. Okay. He can't okay. talk out loud. Yep. Yeah. So you hear some of his thoughts. And only at very select moments, most of the time, he's just totally silent. Sure. So uh, he's kind of like teasing her because uh, uh, it's like, oh, you're going on a date with your hot boss or whatever. And. Um, so she, you know, workplace dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she goes to meet up with him and finds out that, well, we kind of already know her boss is an asshole because you know bosses. But uh-huh. uh, he got roped into babysitting his niece, and he, <laughs> and he she likes the side, and and right. he basically pulled her, her off. along to help take yeah. care of her, yeah, uh, sure. take care of the niece, and um, it's it's funny because. There's the duality of the masterful cat does care for his owner, but he's also an asshole cat at heart as well. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. you can just say cat. It's fun. Yes. So uh, it's funny. So he so in classic, you know, anime fashion, when somebody has a date, he, you know, he dresses up and tries to follow her to the. Oh, of course. Yep. And so she thinks that's what's going on. But really, of course, he's there to see the idol group. <laughs> right. So. That's funny in itself, but there's some good jokes because anytime he goes in public is funny because they have to like figure out what do you do when there's a giant cat walking around in public. Yeah, I, just, I was going to say, do, like, you just this... do the tried and true thing of people see the giant cat and then they shrug and say, must be a, a fursuit and then um, they move on. Like, kind of. There's some of that. They, they do like a bunch of little things, but they don't really spend a whole lot of time on it. It was just funny because like the little girl's like, he <laughs> he's trying to like sneak around and, uh, the little girl's talking to the talking to the uh, the main girl, and she's like, "Oh, you have a cat at home. What's he's like?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, he's this big black cat, or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, like him over there." And she just points to him while he's like hiding behind a pillar, <laughs> like right, <laughs> yeah, even like uh, yeah, highly so, camouflaged. Yeah, they they try to like so he he tries to put on like a hat and human clothes, but he's like. I I think I undersold when I said he's human size. He's more like a bear. Mm-hmm. He's he's like giant sure. and uh, yeah. And and he like kind of he does kind of like sneak around like he goes into like the theater like only when it's like dark when the lights go down and everything and stuff like that and uh-huh. some people spot him but like it's like they can't really see him well enough to figure out what's going on or whatever so it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah yeah so like I'm fine of hand waving some of that stuff right because it's or like Digimon uh-huh. Adventure <laughs> not really that important but um yeah so it ended up they ended up building up to this sort of like multi layered joke episode which ended up being pretty good and i i think they they do a good job of like making it endearing without being too sweet it's not like saccharin yeah there's a very 
there's a very fine line to walk there with like showing that these people care about each other, but not like making it like too sappy or whatever. Right. And, yeah. Turning it just into like a gludge fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's an, I think that's probably the thing they're doing best where they're walking that line. And like you, you, you find yourself being endeared to the characters and there's some pretty good jokes and it's just like a, it's a good time all around. So how's the, uh, go hands meter. <laughs> um, it's fairly tame. They always have the, like their one shot per episode where they have <laughs> to spin the camera somewhere. Yep. And there is like, I, I think I don't think enough people talk about the weird color choices. <laughs> no, I mean, believe me, people have talked about the weird, like, color like, like the, 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 the like the weird desaturated sort of like whatever. Like, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Um, her boss's hair is really weird. I, yep. like, I, I th- th- there's little bits of it, but it doesn't really overwhelm. Yeah. Dia Brando yeah. is there? Oh no, wait, wrong show. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if only. So it's not distracting from the show. It probably, I don't know. Would One this, of their more subdued efforts. Would this and... show be better in the hands of, you know, I don't know, who who are the best slice of life people? Kiwani, if they do shows, PA Works, oh, you know. Sure, but what, you know, a lot of shows would be Studio Dean. <laughs> Studio Dean, yes. Um, acclaimed Studio Dean. Um, so... I'm enjoying it a lot. Granted, I will admit it is very much my kind of show. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but that just means you've got I a am, higher quality filter. For I, I am predisposed to liking something like this, but I think the the goals they are trying to accomplish, they're they're doing a good job with it, even with the occasional Gohan's weirdness. Yeah. Cool. So when it's when it's minor, you can write it more off as a charming quirk than like a serial assault on your eyes. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think we mentioned last time it it kind of makes more sense in the it, it's less like egregious in the in the context of a comedy where you already have like weird art style changes and wacky anime faces and stuff. Right, right. right. So right, yeah, you know, sure, why not spin the camera? Um, I guess the difference is it doesn't seem to be any point to spinning the camera, but <laughs> like, like if we're going to compare, I was thinking about like, if we were to compare to like something like say Bochi the rock, which is like constantly changing, right, doing, <clears throat> doing, doing stuff as, as a gag, like, right. like, but, but it's, it's always like in service of like some kind of joke. Right. Whereas yes. this is like some, the director said, I want to show that I can spin the camera today. And you know, there's no purpose to it, but Good show overall. I'm enjoying it. All right. This is more than I can say about the next show on the list. No. Wait, are you telling me that there's an isekai show that's bad? Uh, so okay, let's talk about Reborn as a vending sh- machine. I now wander the dungeon. Now I now uh-huh. wander the dungeon. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it's been mm-hmm. up and I was, it's been up and down for me, and it's currently in a downward trend. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> um, Iro, we got there. We made it. What are we? What did he start selling porn? He he turned into a porn mag magazine uh, ma- it, a machine. Uh, it did. I happen. say called it as if it, there were any other path. Yeah, like, to take. come on. Yeah. As soon as uh, yeah, as soon as I saw he could change to different vending machine types. So I, I, I I'm going to set the stage for you, and you tell me what happened. Okay. okay all right. All right. Okay. I'll so, do my best. you know, Boxo the vending machine, as he's nicknamed him, Boxo. Uh, he's gotten quite popular. Okay. And 
He's making uh, lots of money. A group of bandits capture oh. him with the intent uh-huh. of getting the money out of him, but they can't figure it out. Right. So they, they just know there's lots of money inside of this box. Yes, because people keep putting money. Does the crowbar not exist in this universe? <laughs> Well, well he's he, magic. He he's magical, so he's, right? he's kind of hard. He has like a he can create a barrier and he oh can God. like <laughs> do some things that make it he him a little more. Okay, uh, but you know what else is magical? A crowbar. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he he can do some things, and also I don't think he. I don't know what actually happens to the money when he. I don't think the money stays there. It gets like and anyway. The, the, not the economy, dude. Yeah. Not important. <laughs> These bandits figure out that he's got a lot. He must have a lot of money in him, so they capture him and they can't figure out how to get it out. Maybe it's a cryptocurrency-based economy. It's mm. it's it's not far off, actually. But again, um, so they can't get it out, and they decide to capture this magical engineer girl who was previously referred to, but we haven't met her. Okay. To to figure out um how to get the money out, and uh-huh. they they they. Lock them both in the dungeon uh-huh. of their the titular dungeon. And mm. can you um can you figure out with that much information, Ira, how we get to him turning into a porn mag machine? This is like the they case. come in and they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna have some fun with this lady," <laughs> and yes, he exactly. goes, "Oh no, I can't let this happen because that's bad." Let me turn instead into more easily accessible sexual materials. And that will definitely stop them from having some fun with this lady. I, I think we have found your future career. It's <laughs> almost word for word. <laughs> I knew, see, I knew you were going to get it. Like, I didn't have any question. But I just, just the fact that... The fact that it's, it's true. Point. He Hilarious. just has a talent for isekai. That's Ugh, what it fuck is. off. Damn it. Uh, so yes, that's just, exactly... Oh, that's that exactly doesn't even make happens. sense. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, the only the only uh, inaccuracy I, I, would, I did not like in that is that when he turns into the porn mag, mag uh, machine, um, they're not wrapped in brown paper. Uh... They're just they're just wrapped in well, like plastic. No, they're not wrapped at all. They're just out. It's ridiculous. Which is absurd. Is it when like of? Is it, it like of Japanese idols? That yes. is like revere idols. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he makes like magazines of like medieval ladies in right. You know, it's just like yeah. here's it, your popular yeah. AV idol. Yeah. So like all and the then they all go. The, who the hell is this? Yeah. All the items he sells are from like modern Japan. So like. Uh, for example, uh-huh, mm-hmm. I kind of skipped episode three. This, this all happens in episode four, um, okay. which I'll, I'll I'll end. I'll just to wrap up that story arc. Uh-huh. Um, in the end, of course, their friends come to rescue them. And of course, the, the the bandits had some like explosive materials in their storehouse, so like the building starts collapsing because they get set off, and the. Uh, Boxo and this engineer girl are trapped underground and oxygen is running out and the girl's choking out because there's no oxygen. And okay. Does because, he turn into an oxygen vending machine? Right. Because, because Boxo is uh, a vending machine otaku, he remembers this obscure oxygen this is, machine uh-huh. from 1965 that actually has a sure. face mask that you can attach sure. 
to some to... fucking. That sounds like some uh, uh, like JoJo like. No, that sounds like some like American nuclear age. Oh bullshit. sure, like yes. I, w- I was I was going I was approaching this from like oh, this is some JoJo level. I read in a book once that my power, which has yeah. command over this vague domain, could totally do this, man. Right. I turned your hand into a squirrel. Exactly. Well, yeah, shit like that. Anyway. Yeah. Fine. Whatever, so, dude. um, yeah, so that, that was episode four. I kind of skipped episode three because it was just like very, very short little vignettes of people buying stuff like you know, okay. maybe five I mean, minutes. If you're resorting to like your mini story episode in episode three, that's not a great sign. Or yeah, including one really weird one where the 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 bear in the hat and the coat, who is apparently everyone's boss. Uh, okay, asks, I mean, wouldn't you listen to what a bear in a hat and a coat? Had and, to say? He, and he has glasses too, so he's smart. You know, he's smart. Of course, um, does he like marmalade sandwiches? <laughs> uh, I need to know. Uh, haven't seen that yet, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, is Paddington bear any Sakai? Don't talk. Let's not talk about <laughs> These are questions I don't want to answer. Um, so he he approaches Boxo to have a discreet conversation because uh-huh. uh, he is concerned with all the new adventurers coming through about everyone's quote unquote hygiene. And of course, Boxo's like, ah, yeah, I get what you're saying, bro. And he turns into a condom machine, and uh, they. And the dude goes the- like, "What the hell are these?" Yeah, well, at first they're confused, but they they you know, because every- again, everything is from modern Japan, so it's like in Japanese, so they can't read it, so they have to like open up the condom, and there's like instructions, like a visual diagram or something of how that all works. <laughs> and uh, okay, okay, that's what they say, and uh, they're like, "Oh yes," and I should point out, it's not really a joke. They're just like, "Ah, yes." Now we have, uh, you know, prophylactics. We have now have prophylactics. Thank you, Boxo. And like, there was no joke or anything. It was just like, like it was a very serious. Con- they weren't even like trying to make it like. But a you horny... see, the joke is condoms. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Well, they, they weren't even like going for that. Like you know, the horny. Oh, we're talking about sex yeah. uh, thing. It was just like, yes, I can make condoms, and it was very weird. Um, so. That's the, that. See, like, that's just more of the whole isekai thing of yeah and i'm bringing modern conveniences to these medieval rubes yeah. like i mean let's leave aside that the concept of prophylactics has existed since you know before the birth of christ but, yes but um, the it's like how isekai is like let me tell you about crop rotation or whatever it's like people yeah. figured that shit out because yeah. they had to yeah um, i don't know yeah and i don't know if the implication was that they didn't understand the concept of prophylactic what are we what the hell are we even talking about let's let's move on tell <laughs> <That's me>. so <laughs> okay, let me is... tell you my let me tell you my big problem with this show i've not seen any episode of it but whenever anybody mentions the title it makes me think of that episode where homer gets his hand stuck in the vending machine and then he's at lisa's wedding and goes free candy and sodas for all that would be a much better show than this you know I, i'm not i'm not saying i feel like I still, I'm still watching it because, like, I, I just want to see what stupid thing they do. But like, I don't know. Uh-huh. If, yep. 
I don't know if it's if that's the lie you have to tell yourself to get through the day. Just I, 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 I don't know. We'll see. We'll know. see how I feel this, next this, week. Like the thing is, like I understand where you're coming from, and like that exact reason is why I like don't even give these shows one episode, right? <laughs> because you don't want to, you don't want to commit. To this. You don't want to get sucked yeah. in. No, yeah, it's like straight up. It's like. I mean, it's these things are the ideal, entertainment like, equivalent of junk food. Right, right. it's yeah, like the like, ideological, like, hard lines like, 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 I have to make, right? You know, I, I understand if this is divisive, but in episode two, when they did the Mentos and Cola thing, and that was the stupidest thing I've seen in, in probably all year, I was like, I kind of want to see what else they're going to do for, like, uh, you know, what what dumb things can we do can with the vending machine? Can they top Coke and Mentos? Like, I don't know. Well, uh... When the, I mean, when the, maybe if maybe if he turns into a vending machine for like kittens with I had can has cheeseburger yeah. on. Them they they, ha- they haven't been able to top that. I mean, he he's done other things like when the bandits are harassing him, he um, looks at his list of worst selling drinks and like gives them all the worst uh, drink he has on his list to uh, make them all like vomit. It's like some terrible sports drink or something. But I don't know, man. Yes, that's all I got. I just I it, this just seems like a joke that would struggle to sustain one episode, <laughs> let alone a. Uh... <sighs> I got nothing else, man. I just the important thing is I wanted to, I wanted you to know Iroh that we got there with the with the with the porn man. Where else were we gonna go? Right? Yeah. I don't know. Just fucking. You should enter one of those light novel writing. No, <laughs> just I feel like it. fucking. It's <laughs> a fake name. We'll I can't know. bring it. I can't bring up. Western television right now. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Fucking yeah. Let's Ugh. let's let's wrap things up and talk about Zom One Hundred Bucket List of the Dead. Right. And I, I have, um, I, I have it, a pretty big problem with this show. Okay. Well, I, let me let me start with. Okay. I just just stay with me on on this on okay. this uh this story here of how I feel. Yep. But when, when when all the Twitter stuff was going down last week. I finally. What do you mean, last week? Which it's well, still what, going down. The, which the most stuff. the most recent when they announced the X thing and all that, uh, um, which was only a week ago. <laughs> um, I mean, look, like, there is so much shit happening every day. Yeah. So when I, I broke down and was checking out threads, as sure. you guys heard, heard, we were talking about, and threads is awful, but. It, it was it was even worse because this was a couple days prior to them surprise announcing the or releasing the the reverse chronological timeline. So at that point, you were only getting the threads that were like the random algorithm generated, yep. you know, whatever whoever's the most popular influencer messages, and probably like eighty percent of those were like the the text screenshot, you know, positivity messages of yep. like. You know, ah, so it, it's a Facebook feed then. Yeah, the so or, or, or the one I mean, from is, Vegas, or like this is literally um, tied to Instagram, right? But it, yeah, so it's yeah. like you know, you, you know, the ones I'm talking about. Where it's like you know, yes. don't uh, focus on the negative; it's a waste of time. Yeah. Or you know, uh, yeah, you don't yeah. you don't need this type of person in your life or whatever. You know, those messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, that, on Facebook, I started, I started like blocking all of those accounts until eventually it just started giving <laughs> me right wing propaganda. Yeah, so. that's the next Hooray. phase, right? Well, I feel like those messages are the depth of Zom One Hundred's uh, <laughs> rating. Mm. Um, 
kind of, yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the whole vibe I get from Zom 100. Um, and I kind of hate it. Uh, and are, have you, you guys, you guys are totally caught up with it. Did you you watched, watched episode three, three, yeah. Out? yeah. I don't think four is out as of okay. Yeah, so we're up, we're up to date then. The, the, the best friend character has been introduced. Yes, that was <clears> episode three. And I don't know, just like, and, and, and it's not like I didn't see this coming from episode one ever since the like, uh huh. The confessing to his uh, the office lady who got turned into the zombie, yeah. like it's such right. it's such a, like a brain dead, aha, brain, bop, bop, bop. sort of I don't know patronizing sort of positivity to it that I really hate Toxic positivity, oh. and I don't know it 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 feels like it should be better than it is, and and on a, on a certain level I appreciate how like goofily naive it is, but it it does make the whole thing kind of extremely shallow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we were saying when we were watching it, because the, the ED sequence is like the characters going on. It's like having fun on some kind of road trip or yeah, road right? tripping across. Japan. And it's like this. Sh- I think we, we were saying, or Aka guys was saying, and I was agreeing with him that like, I would be more, more, into this show if it was just these people have are leading lives where they're dissatisfied with their jobs and their place in society and so they all quit their jobs and go on a road trip you know like to enjoy life for a bit right without this whole zombie thing (laughs) uh which and i mean it's it's intentional if hackneyed commentary that the only way that you could possibly get time off to, or could, you know, possibly find to uh, do these sort of things is if everything ended, man. Uh, but I mean, it, it doesn't help. So, that, yeah. It doesn't help that the zombie genre is a genre that almost from the very immediate beginning has had like a very close tie with arch socio-political commentary right like a lot of the great zombie films are also uh commentaries on capitalism uh, on we are the walking dead yeah. stuff like dawn of the dead and stuff like yeah that, right? and it, but, I'm, I'm fine with that being in the background because they kind of made that point already in the, like the beginning right, but like right but the thing i'm saying is that like you need to have you need to bring your a game on this stuff and there's nothing here which we haven't you know, yeah. it's very shallow. Like if you're going to depict, and 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 I think what we're seeing in the ED, I'm assuming once we get the final party member next episode, uh-huh. maybe that's where Which we're headed. Zidonna with Z big boobies. Uh huh. Um, your your big boob blonde lady who want to be Japanese samurai. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, right. Once, I mean, you know, yeah. Once once we get the party together, maybe it'll be more fun. But like, I don't know. Like, if they're going for the people finding joy in the apocalypse sort of thing, there is sort of like a, a, a you need a, a way more nihilistic edge on that. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there is still like a I guess a balance and a level of nuance you need for that to be effective. I, you know, I was thinking about um, just last season with uh, Heavenly, Heavenly Delusion. Delusion. Like yeah. a lot of my favorite moments of that show were people 
you know, finding ways to enjoy themselves, even though, you know, the world is. Yeah. One of the things I appreciated about Heavenly Delusion is that it shows like an apocalypse is not necessarily the end. Like society will endure just in like different ways and shapes and manifestations. Right. right. Yeah. Like it is a, it is a world that has clearly gotten back on its feet. It's just very different. And and they did it by just kind of depicting it, whereas this is like we have Meathead shown in protagonist who's gonna scream the moral at you. Scream the moral of the story at you and bash his way through everything. Um like when he calls his friend like, Yeah, I'm on my way, and there's no like you got there's zombies. You gotta have a plus like do like you can't just like and you know, because I guess their their way to hand wave it all is they used to play rugby, right? Like so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he can he can run and jump Barrel good. through shit. Yeah, Take yeah. All these clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and it just yeah. I, I, there's I, I no, don't there's like the literally con- no substance to this whatsoever. And I and without the substance, it's like I don't think there's enough style either. Like there's style, but it's like yeah, not I, as much I, as you would think. I also just don't think it's very funny. Like yeah. it is, it is a classic anime comedy in that mildly amusing things happen, but there aren't really jokes per se. Like mm-hmm. there's no set up punchline. It's just, oh, this thing happened. You know, he locked up the zombie because he was in a BDSM room. Isn't that funny? And I'm like, well, no, not, not really. really yeah. <laughs> anyway, returning to my big problem with this show, my big okay. problem with this show is that the main character looks way too much like Deku, and so <laughs> that. Yeah, he kind of yeah. does, huh? Um, but also, you know, it's kind of devoid of things. You know, it's, not, not... it's not funny enough to be a comedy. It's not action-y enough to be an action show. It's not really, like, deep enough to be a character drama. It, it's just <sighs> sort of got... It's sort of got an interesting idea and a wing and a prayer, right? Yeah. Um, it's like it's just happening. Just stuff happens. Like, the writing is... Uh, like completely deadpan like yeah but not in the funny way but not in a, right. not in a, not in a, like in right not in a funny way but just in a like i'm going to say exactly what is happening and exactly what i'm thinking and yep. there's just nothing no meat on the bone here for me i don't know that's what people like these days that's why everyone quotes garth Marine's dark place all the time completely unironically oh <laughs> uh, well <laughs> Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I I think this was when I, for some reason, this is on both Crunchyroll and Netflix, and it was like top ten on Netflix when it first came out. I don't know. Zom one hundred. Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, because like people are easily seduced, and this thing looked very well, flashy. Yeah, the, the first and epi- people like and people like zombie things. The yeah. first episode is very striking. Like, yeah, I I, I was I was feeling like I and had I my do think- I had my reservations on the first episode, but I was feeling like somewhat hopeful and i don't feel like the next two episodes did them any favors <laughs> and, and i do think like the the paint splash stuff is like the one truly unique signifier this show has like, like the, the splashes of like red <clears throat> and yellow and right. uh blue and like all the bright primary colored the, stuff like, rather uh, than like blood yeah, and like your, your visual identifier to make this look yeah. different than other zombie shows but yeah mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah, it, it's, it's just not. It's, it's not confusing. Like you know, I I just don't care about what's going on. Yep. Well, it's a pity. 
on that high note. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a real Wow, anime is great, huh? everybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll see uh see what we're still watching. I it's some of these shows are just like just doing enough for me to keep watching them and I'm like I should really just raise my standards and Look, man, if you raised your standards, then we wouldn't be running an anime blog in the first place. <laughs> we, <wouldn't, laughs> okay. we would have shut down in 2013. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose that's true. But All right. Well, that's that's a problem for next episode. Let's uh, wrap this one up and get to our housekeeping. Yeah. You can uh, check us out at theglorioblog.com, where, uh, you know, once again, if you want to read any of our other first looks for the shows that we yep. watched, those uh, are up there. Hopefully by the time you hear this, but if not within the next few days, I'll have that Shin Kamen Rider review up and, you know, I'll talk a bit more about the kind of things that I mentioned on here there as well. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, you can follow us on X. <laughs> yeah, X as in the past, EX. Um, At the Glorial blog, although uh, Twitter... Any, any, oh, on Twitter. Any time anybody says X, I think about the soundbite that plays when you use a super move in X-Men Children of the Atom. Oh, X. wow. Yeah. That X. Yeah. yeah. I just think about that every time. That is pretty Anyway, good. continue. Yeah. So you, you can follow us there if you want, although... Behold, uh, they, optic blast. <laughs> they, have, they have broken every feature that was useful to us with WordPress, so uh, not a lot there to see at the moment. Um, but hey, it's there still. And uh, I guess same with co-host. I haven't posted anything there recently, but that's at Glorio. I guess we'll see who wins the blue sky versus threads war for <laughs> where else we get, where else we might end up. We'll keep everyone. Whoever posted. wins, we lose. Uh, yeah. Cause they, they, those both have their own problems, which we're not going to get into, but um, we're, we're always at the gloryoblog.com though. Yep. So, and you can always follow the podcast on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Amazon music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course, YouTube where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that notification bell, uh, all those good things, and tell your friends, tell your enemies, and we'll catch everybody next time. <laughs>